pandemonium reigns. And we are back. Episode 118, Pandemonium Reigns. Listen, if you were watching college football this weekend, you missed a doozy, as Nana would say, a straight doozy. Just kidding, I never had a Nana. All my grandparents died at a really early age. But if she did, I imagine she would say doozy because that's exactly uh, what it was. Going into the slate, we looked at her like, ah, not much there, but, you know, college football always does this thing where... It shows up in the places that it doesn't shouldn't normally show up, and boy, it showed up. Showed up in in Tallahassee, Florida, with with the injury to Jordan Travis. It showed up in Auburn no. as the Ooh. Aggies of New Mexico State came to town. It showed up in Caleb Williams probably playing his last game as a Trojan. It showed up in Georgia Tech and becoming bowl eligible in the Fighting Brent Keys. Iowa winning the Big Ten West, Butch Jones becoming bowl eligible, and Colorado you know and Colorado not being bowl eligible. Listen, what a doozy. You know what this is a doozy? When you push like and subscribe and hanging out with your boys at Pandemonium Reigns. I'm Dan. He's Mike. We're going to talk about all of it as much as we can anyway. Yes, we are, my friend. Uh, Butch Jones made it to bowl eligibility. He lets you know about it. Uh Several weeks ago, I had a thought that Nebraska had a much easier path because we talked about them preseason, uh, a much easier path to bowl eligibility than Colorado, for for example, than uh, certain select others for sure. Unfortunately, Nebraska still find themselves needing a win in week 13 mm-hmm. now against Iowa, needing to uh, start a streak against the Hawkeyes. Not the toughest game to win. In fact, they're favored. We uh, are not going to preview that, I'm assuming, right now. But I do want to let you know that the over-under is 26 and a half points. Sheesh. Good gravy. Gosh, this Iowa this Iowa Hawkeyes run that we're on, because it's not just this year, but it is straight magic. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen. Sorry to interject with that. I had to. It, no, it, no, no. You're good. Me. You're good. You're good. You know. You, so, you know who else needs to win on this coming week? Several teams. I wonder which way you're going. Tate Rotomaker. Tate yeah. Rotomaker needs to have an outstanding performance to convince the playoff committee that Florida State is still deserving of a top four spot. You you gotta believe that they are <clears throat> punishing the Seminoles due to the Jordan Travis injury. And just real quick on that, totally feel that. Totally feel that. Happened for us on a dark night in Columbia. Uh, last year with the loss of Hendon Hooker for the year. Jordan Travis, class act. Hendon Hooker, class act. Terrible injury to end their respective careers and their respective uniforms. But Rodemaker, dude, he's been there since, oh my gosh, since the inception of the BCS. I think he, yeah. was, I think he was Mike Norvell's very first recruit to, yeah. to, to Florida State. So it's like the playoff committee is looking at him going, well, he must be an 18-year-old kid, never played college football before. He's been there a long time. And if there's anybody who's going to know the system, you got to assume that it's this kid. And I think it's okay to make assumptions since that's exactly what the committee is doing against Florida State. But I do get that it does come down to Florida State and Washington. And I see why you favor Washington. But if you're penalizing Florida State for the Travis injury, shame on you. Because we saw, what, 20... 20- 14, when Cardell Jones, who was not the starting quarterback, who was not the backup quarterback that year, go and win a national title in the very first playoff postseason. So it can be done. 
can be done. Absolutely. Absolutely. It can be done. I mean, there's such a diff. This is one of the greatest differences in this sport and the professional form of this sport is that uh, we, there is this, and, and of course it happens in the NFL regular season, but there's a certain magic around this time of the college football uh, season when it's winding down. Yeah. Uh, that's been one of the better things about the, the 14 playoff era is the absolute sprint to be in contention if you're not number yeah. one or two. And, you know, in like in Georgia's case, yeah, they've got Georgia Tech who is surging, but they're not at threat in any form or fashion. Right. Uh, you've got Michigan and Ohio State that always take care of themselves when they're in this position, which frankly has has been new of late. You know, they've not been in this position of one, two or two, three, you name it. Uh, you know, Michigan's been been down up until late. Uh, so it's nice to see, you know, the game mean everything. It really is. Sure. Um, sure. In the future, that might be, you know, the Georgia Alabama situation with divisions going away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might see multiple mm-hmm. matchups. You could see a ton of matchups with the playoff expanding to twelve. Uh, you could probably see three matchups of that game in in one year. You know, without really too much crazy needing to take place. But whatever. Uh, go ahead and turn it into the NFL lot, but it's going to be a magical sprint to the finish. Uh, I'll be I'll be glued to the to the the CFP rankings tonight for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, oh yeah, we get new CFP rankings tonight, don't we? So what we I'm do. about to read is going to be outdated, but it's still still going to be irrelevant or <laughs> excuse me, relevant. Uh, so I, hey, let's talk about playoff just for a minute. I, I, maybe at some point in this season. Or even at the beginning of the season, were, were you able to? Excuse me, you were able to look at you know the top ten ish, top fifteen ish, and to say you know maybe this is a justified year for a twelve team playoff. Well, what's happened, as it seems to do every year, is it funnels down to about four and a five, looking you know on the on the outside looking in right there uh, with Florida State. And I, so I, I think what this season is doing, it's proving that hey, floor still the for still the right number, um, and we're, we're going to be advocates for that. If I am NCAA commissioner, which nobody seems to be responding to my emails for my for my, for my my petition, uh, I'm going 14 playoff, and I'm having the BCS determine it because you're going to have to go back through the years of 1998 to 2013 and find me more than two occasions where it got the top two wrong, and you're going to have to find me at least one occasion where it got the top four wrong. Your national champion was always uh, in the top four. Uh, but nonetheless, here we are, and here was what I would do in this situation. Uh, I would eliminate from the playoff the loser of the Ohio State Michigan game. I, I don't, I don't care if you're the, uh, if you're the best team or not. I mean, at some point, it's got to come down to what you, what you do or what you have done, um, mm-hmm. and why do we reward losses? Uh, for getting into the playoffs, so or do we? Real does everybody really want to see that again? Uh, not me. You're going to have uh, Oregon should automatically be eliminated because of the loss to Washington. If assuming that Washington gets in, um, so uh, the repeat matchups, man. I think I think that's like an, an easy say. Well, if we're narrowing this down to you know, let's say the four spot, if it's between Oregon and Washington, we got to go with Washington just because of. You know the head-to-head, uh, Ohio State, Michigan. One of them has to go because because we played this, we've we've done this, we know the outcome, we played it on the field. Why do we have to do it again? That's just yep. me. Uh, keep it at four. Uh, I want to go through the top ten right here, and which is going to set up really well for the first game that I want to talk about. If that's okay, uh, so 
starting from the bottom, and then we'll get to the top. Number 10, the fighting Jeff Brahms and the Louisville Cardinals. Mizzou at number nine, rightfully deserved. Got her tail whipped by them, rightfully deserved. Cody Schrader, Brady Cook, they're legit. Bama at eight, Texas at seven. My question there is, what Quinn Ewers are you going to get? Are you even going to get a Quinn Ewers? Oregon at six. Bo Nix has totally flipped the narrative on himself and, and happy for him in that regard. Florida State at five, Washington at four, Michigan at three, Ohio State at two. No argument here from the boys at Pandemonium Reigns. Georgia at one. Georgia at one. Yep. Any comments there before we get into the games? Only comments I have is that I don't ever want to see a two-loss team in the playoff, and it's coming. Just beat the beating the horse on further into the ground. Yep, it's coming. We're, we're about to devalue the regular season. All right, let's get into this. Told you that the top 10 would set up for the first conversation. Louisville goes down to the not-hostile crowd of Miami and, and beats those guys by 7, 38-38. 31, and the thing that immediately jumps off the page for me is I actually turned this on. I've got this really cool feature. It makes me feel like I have more money than I actually do. I can put up four games at once uh, on my 85-inch TV that took me about seven Christmas bonuses to get my hands on. It says that there are 44,000 that were in attendance for this. I am calling your bluff. Uh, 24 minutes to kick off. I remember I, I couldn't, like, the, the, the screen had panned out pretty far and you could count about on two hands everybody that was in the stands that's pitiful that's pathetic um it's just an absolute shame how far miami has fallen now fighting fighting they're gonna end their season uh i don't know if they're hosting traveling to boston college to get to seven and five and you lose to year one jeff brom now i like the guy there was a time where i wanted him in tennessee i like the guy i think he's legit but year two crystal ball with all that transfer portal talent <laughs> to a Malik Cunningham not present in Louisville led by, my gosh, is this Jake Plummer's son or, or grandson? I know he's just a plumber. <laughs> Dude, <Yeah>. what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, tell you what, I don't want to hear what I'm no longer here for if I ever was is, I'm sorry. And Miami's a mess, but Cristobal's got issues. He has got serious issues as a head coach to me. Uh, now, Plummer that you just mentioned, he is a fifth-year guy. Um, you know, he's he's done some good. Brom can absolutely coach this game. Oh, my gosh, can he coach this game. Louisville was hot garbage in 2022. They were terrible, yeah. and he's got them at 10-1 and one with a very, very left-field loss. You would think if they're 10-1 and one, or if they have one loss, oh, man, they must have got, you know, Clemson must have been pretty good and got them, or North Carolina, somebody like that, somebody decent in the ACC. It was three and eight Pittsburgh at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's a terrible loss, but that man can coach this sport. I don't understand yeah. how he does it so well. In fact, uh, we should have known that the proof was in the pudding with all the good that he did at Purdue, even though he would have some up and down years there. I mean, it's Purdue. What what do you want from the man? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah uh, I, when I previewed this game, and I did it briefly, but Miami was favored by a point and a half, and I said, "You, if you hand me the money to bet on this game, I'm going to steal it from you. I'm not betting yeah, on Miami that. to cover this. There's no mm-hmm. way I'm doing it. There's no reason. There's no proof. There is, they're not good at home in conference. They have no home field advantage, as we've talked about. Mm-hmm. They, they're wasting talent. 
Now it's it's younger talent. It is transfer talent that left where they were for a reason. But I, I'm just I'm not going to trust Miami or Cristobal or any of it until I have further reason to do so. And and I just don't have very many reasons, if any, right now. We love to do this. If I would have told you this going into this game, we we seem to do this a lot. But let me just yeah. read some of this to you and just and just tell me. I mean, just be truthful. Like, where are you leaning? All right, total yards. Miami outgains Louisville four four eighty six to four seventy. Um, passing Miami outpasses Louisville three twenty seven to three oh eight. Miami is shy three yards. 159 to 162. So Louisville outrushes them. But overall, um, Miami ran for 6.1 yards per carry as opposed to Louisville's 4.8. And they did it on, um, they had just three yards shy on, what is that math? That is eight carries less. All right. And then you have no turnovers by Miami and you have a pick thrown by Louisville. And your time of possession is stupid close. They should win that game 10 out of 10. Tell me, you're going Miami. You're yeah, going 10, Miami. So my question to you is wins 10 out of 10. You know what that tells me? That, that that tells me that you lost that game in in coaching it from the sideline. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like you you it's not going to appear on the stat sheet, right? Because it doesn't. It actually favors Miami. So <laughs> you, where you lost that game, you you must have lost it on the sideline because I got I have no other explanation for you. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I mean, listen, they like you just said on on route to their 327 through the air from Van Dyke. They also had Mark Fletcher Jr. go off for 17 carries, 126 yards, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. They have Xavier. Uh, Res, I never remember how to pronounce this. Restrepo, eight for 193 in a touchdown. Yeah, you get performances like that from these guys. You need to win the games, yeah. especially when it's yeah. Louisville. That was terrible a yeah. year ago not that you were much better but you should be building towards at least winning these games at home like this and the steps are just it's like one step forward three steps back for my for my yep 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 i i'm convinced that miami's going to continue to struggle until they can figure out that home attendance thing you've got it you've got to make you got to you, you got to be able to use playing to home uh, uh to your advantage you got to be yeah. able to do this and it's just a joke i was i was telling uh, kid who's living with me, it's like, listen, man, if, if I'm a five star recruit and I've narrowed my choices, um, you know, Miami's in there, I, I'm nixing them just because, like, when I play at home, I want it to be a wild environment, I want to have home field advantage behind me, and you just don't. It, it's it's piss poor how bad that is. Miami, you got a chance to win here and get to seven and five. If you lose, you go to six and six. Either way, either way. If I'm a Miami fan, I'm going, how much longer are we doing the crystal ball thing? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, and and I've I've been as hard as probably anyone on crystal ball, but I'm, at the same time, I'm also saying, what the flip are we going to do if it ain't that? Now, that's a place where, and, it, you know, it's 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 awkward because of the, the other allegiance, but, my gosh, get, get Deion Sanders or someone super flashy, the, the flashiest person in mm-hmm. Miami. You know, get yeah. them down there. Yeah. The way they use NI, like they are, you know what they are? They are, they're Texas A&M asking. It's funny because they played this year right. in the sense that, that NIL is basically their lifeline. It's their calling card. It's, it's basically to me, all they are right now. 
Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of these guys, it sucks. It's, it's weird because a lot of these guys will flourish at college. They'll probably go on to flourish in the NFL. They won't find a lot of wins on the way. Right. And, and that points back to the guys with the headsets and the clipboards and, yep. you know, doing yep. all that. Yep. Uh, I want to I want to recap and end this segment by pointing out how Miami has gotten to six wins, and it's mm-hmm. not impressive. Yeah. Hosted Miami Ohio, thirty eight thirty three. Whoop de doo. You hosted Texas A and M. Okay, good win at that time, but now looking in hindsight, Jimbo's out. So womp womp. You hosted Bethune. Whoop de. You traveled to Temple and got a win there. Yeah, I'm sure that was hostile. Mm-hmm. Um, Lost at home to Georgia Tech. Lost on the road to North Carolina. Beat Clemson at home. That's about the only game I look at here and go, oh, well, good for you. Um, and But now, even in hindsight, what we know about Clemson, right? Yeah. Uh, you beat Virginia by three. Yes, Virginia has improved, but still, the, the talent gap? Come on, man. You lost by 14 on the road to NC State. Are you going to convince me that NC State is 14 points better than you on the road? I don't think so. And then you turn around and travel to Tallahassee and only lose by seven. I don't I don't get you, Miami. And then you host Louisville, lose by seven. Now you're going to travel to Boston College. Uh, my point here, you have nothing. You have nothing on that schedule that makes me go, wow, man, good for you. Like, impressive. Yeah, n- nothing tells me the trajectory is changing or is moving right in a positive direction. The other thing I would add is, you know, once you're, when you're four games in, you're, you're a third of the way through your season, you're four and oh, you you've done yeah. what you needed to do, especially because we all had major questions, how they perform against the talent of Texas A&M. Your fifth game is when you lose that joke of a game to Georgia tech. And granted, it wouldn't have been a pretty win had you not right. fumbled. Right. But, but you let that slip away. Think about the momentum. If you're five and oh, you're almost halfway through your season yeah. and you're five and oh, yeah, and you saw the way that they played against North Carolina, even after that terrible loss. Yep. Think about what could have been, man. And this yep. is what I've been, this is what I just said for for Utah in the last preview. Think about what could have been, and it, it all you're going to do is distance more recruits, more fans. You know, mm-hmm. your fan base has already in the, the one of the most brutal sport, spots of the sport. Yeah, you're just creating more distance and more reasons to shake your head and do all that. For sure. For sure. Uh, and even of note, I'm um, talking about the Clemson win. That's the, I believe that's the game where Cade went rogue, is it not? Where it he is, was just to give it and he pulled it? I believe that's correct. <sighs> Nonetheless, Miami, you got some stuff to figure out. Louisville travels down to you, pulls out a 38 31 win in Coral Gables. Continuing on, Georgia traveled to Knoxville, got a 38 10 dub. And here's how I just want to. It's not even Orange Cast, man. We're just going to mix in right in the middle of the episode. Yep. Um, we're not good. We're not good. Everything that Georgia does exceptionally well, we don't. Um, Georgia gets off blocks well. Georgia pressures well. Uh, they make they can make um, uh, defenders miss. They they tackle in the open field well. There's so many things that they do well. Um, and that's why I'm convinced and totally fine with them being the named currently the best team in the country. Uh, and as for Tennessee, um, I'll say what I said on the the Instagram and the TikTok. <clears throat> what do you what do you want out of Tim Banks? I, I I don't understand all the hatred and people being all pissed off with Tim Banks and uh, well, what's he doing? 
your time of possession was 40 minutes and 58 seconds to 19 minutes. What do you want him to do? Mm. What do you want him to do? He'll he'll dial up stuff. He sent pressure from 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 multiple spots everywhere. From everywhere. What do you want him to do? You cannot just go three and out and three and out and not move the ball and expect you know your defense coordinator just to bail you out of, of all these situations. So Tennessee fans, like you need to chill the heck out. If if you're out on Tim Banks, be pissed at him. Sure, there's been some sus things, but if you're Calling for his job at this point, dude. I think I think you're, I think you're out of control. Yeah, uh, I told you this when we were texting per our usual during the game that I was I was calm going into the game. I not hopeful. I'm not saying that I was calm. Things were happening. Tennessee scored. Georgia's taking retaking the lead. Uh, I wasn't actually bothered until the 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 flag thrown after the interception on Danico Slaughter. Uh, sure. Because it was a late flag, I don't believe that the flag had the the referee had the the angle uh, to call that. I think he was assuming, um, and I think that call doesn't get made for Tennessee a lot. It's definitely not the reason that Georgia won by twenty eight points. If you're bl- you know no. blaming Tennessee fans for making excuses, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm just saying I wasn't mad until that point. Sure. Um, and as as I always do, I made a lot of comments about Banks, but you're totally correct. There's there's not much more he can do. Unless, uh, unless it's recruit, because that's what he has to do. the The talent gap is like the only reason this is a twenty eight point game this year, a fourteen point game last year, a thirty point game the year before. Mm-hmm. There's a talent gap. It is large. It looks like mm-hmm. a Grand Canyon. If you haven't seen pictures of it or, or been there in person, mm-hmm. um, that has to be addressed. That's the reason, and, and it's part of the reason, and not the entire reason. Here, it's, it's the reason you faded in Tuscaloosa. It's the reason that you're not overcoming the issues that the roster had in 2022 when you had Hendon Hooker mm-hmm. leading your team. It's 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 all the reason for all the things. I'm I'm in a much calmer place. It's it's so weird. I thought because we said all along eight and four, and uh, this fashion of finding eight and four is a disappointment. Uh, it is it is a bit of a step back, but it's the reason you're in that that position is is the talent and roster issues, the depth issues. Yeah. Offensive line, receiver, uh, receivers taking a, you know, and I'll be a little bit harsher there, taking a step back at certain positions. But, you know, you don't have the bodies to replace Brew McCoy, Kamal Haddon, a, a one single offensive tackle, you know, let alone both. You don't have the talent to do those things. And not many teams right. do when it's that many starters. But, you know, that's the reason you're in the position you're in. It just, it really, it just sucks that you gave zero fight in Columbia, Missouri, if we're all being honest. That's fair. Um, Told you earlier that you know anything below nine and three is a disappointment. But knowing what I know now, but who we are, we're clearly an eight and four team. We are in our rightful place behind Mizzou and Florida and Florida. I'll say it and Florida. Graham Mertz is a better Q than Joe Milton. Yeah, he is. Um, and and I'll, I'll take this a step farther. What happened on Saturday is not Joe Milton's fault either. I'm not even. Go. I'm not going to pin this on play calling. Georgia's just swarmed everything. They just shed blocks. Well, I don't, I, it's just poor execution. And I'm, I'm so you're going to have to fill the talent gap. I think that's what this really boils down to. Georgia would have won this game on the moon. Uh, doesn't matter. Um, so, with that said, I really have no other comments on this because it, it was, I mean, we suck. I, I will say, I, I do think steps are being taken in the right direction recruiting wise. 
you know, it's it's ticking up, but there's been so many losses of guys that would be seniors or would be juniors. The 2021 class, for example, Hoffel was hired a week before actual signing day, you know, a month and a half after early signing day. These things are rearing their head. Uh-huh. Uh, and again, you had you had a, a special, special player, a Dobbsian player in Hinton Hooker and so many other guys that were able to cover up some of those things and, and speed along those things. Yeah. Now you here's here's where I think it boils down to. Now, you hope that Nico is a form of of his of his of his rating. You hope he's that. You hope the receivers have a bounce back performance in 2024. Uh, you find some uh, some offensive line and you beg the ones that you need to come back to do so, and you, you encourage them to do so with NIL. Mm-hmm. And and you need to infuse some new concepts or plays offensively because uh, you know I do think it's too limited at this point. Unless, unless you have burners on the outside, on e- either side of the field, uh, and and you could, you know, there's a chance that you could have deep threats on either side, but the concepts need to change a little bit. You need to be more willing and open to, to attack the middle of the football field, and and able to do that when it's there because it's been called and never or rarely done. So those are the things you have to take steps to fix. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I agree with all that. I do. I do want to comment on something else though. Carson Beck, he's really good. He's real. You know what? Uh, he he might be that type of quarterback who could almost go to any other team and turn them into a playoff team. His guy, his 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 ability to identify pressure, uh, <laughs> his ability to uh, to go through his checkdowns, which he didn't really even need to do too much on Saturday. Um, this guy's good. He he. There was one ball where I thought, oh my gosh, how did that not break that dude's hands? Dude, he zipped that thing in there. Um, he's got loads of talent. Uh, he's got it between the ears. This guy's going to be playing on Sunday, I imagine, for a really long time. I told a buddy, uh, a Georgia fan buddy, yesterday or the day before that it's they've not had that guy since Stafford left, and I think he would give Stafford a run for his money. It's, it's impossible to compare because – even though Georgia was good then, the talent gap to now between Georgia then and now is it's crazy tall. They've got weapons everywhere. They've no one has has, has had a guy like Brock Bowers anytime, uh, you know, in the recent history of the sport. Um, he he's fantastic. He is absolutely a pro. There's nothing more for him to gain by returning to Georgia in 2024 unless he just wants to unless he just wants to his his ring fingers to be a little bit heavier. That's the only reason. He That's should fair. look into coming back. He is ready to me. Um, he, he's awesome. I mean, he is that third and 12 or 11. Oh, throw, my gosh. Yes. Uh, gr- just that was perfect. 12 out of 10 execution by quarterback and receiver. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Danico Slaughter in coverage. I, I'm not sure. It was a perfect place ball, a perfectly placed ball, tough catch out of bounds. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he hauled it in, he got the foot down. You can't you can't defend that. That there were so many examples of indefensible plays for for Tennessee on the defensive end, um, and that was the the greatest example of one. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'll I'll end the segment by this: If you're going to offer me uh, Stafford and Marino or Carson Beck and Brock Bowers, I'm going with the latter every single time. And I might even take it a step farther and say Matthew Stafford and Marino or Beck. I think Beck is that good. I think he's yeah, that dude. Good. He's he's, he's awesome, man. And yeah. and what last thing for me? Massive credit for for sticking around this long in the program. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. It takes foresight to see that you have you have the chance to to lead a team with this much talent when you're a true junior. Yeah. Is that correct? Retro? Uh believe so, yes. Uh, whatever he is, he's he's a he's a veteran by age and he's a first year starter and massive credit to him for sticking around through all that. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. Um and then Tennessee Take care of business against Vanderbilt. Go get you a, a good bowl in the Music City. Uh, get you a good opponent, maybe like a North Carolina, something that we talked about in this season, nine and four. Uh, send Joe out well, because if you're going to say that for Carson Beck, you also got to say say the same thing for Joe when he yes. had the spot, right? Uh, yep. And say what you want to about Joe as a quarterback. He's done his time. I would love to send him out on a high note. Um, and and not to see a ton of dudes opt out. Nonetheless, Georgia goes up to Knoxville, takes care of business, 38-10. Okay, next up, Carolina went down to Clemson, took an L on the forehead, 31-20, to and I'm to the point with both of these schools where I'm going, I just don't know who you are. I really don't know who you are. Mac Brown continues to do this thing where he will lose one, uh, a year that he absolutely shouldn't, and he's done that against Georgia Tech, even though Georgia Tech has proven to be better. And you, you're dropping one that was, I mean, that was very much attainable. And what sticks out to me is Drake May's numbers here, 16 for 36, 16 for 36. Yes, Clemson's defense is is solid, legit, bunch of, bunch of NFL um, Sunday players on that defense. Dude, 16 for 36, though? That's that's not good. Not good, bro. That's 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 really bad. Um, didn't get to see any of this game, but yeah, I mean, would you just were with like like you say, just looking through these numbers? I don't understand the teams. I don't know what that performance is from Drake May. I'll tell you what, it, it's not been a great year uh, to be the presumed best quarterback in the nation coming in. Mm. Uh, looking at you, Caleb, uh, yeah. generational talent that's going to go seven and five. Uh yeah, looking at you guys, don't know what that is. Don't know what Mac Brown. It it's got to be time. I mean, it's got to be time. I mean, he's outside of Butch Davis. Nobody's taking them to higher highs, man. Yeah, that's it's true. But I mean, I feel like you've got to look for the higher highs. Do you not? When when you've when you've gotten a taste, don't you have to seek seek something to give you? Uh, you know. Anything more when you have guys like this in your program? I mean, listen, I don't think that Carolina is a sleeping giant. I do think they are a sleeping power. I think they yeah. are capable of regular 9, 10, 11 win seasons. I, I mean, yeah. Yes, they're a basketball school, but I mean, I, I think I think you can win really. I mean, the talent that's in North Carolina, the state of North Carolina alone is right there. And you're the staple school, staple university of that state. I, I mean, what are you doing? Competing with NC State, Wake Forest, Duke? Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I don't know if I'm out on Mac Brown. I mean, I'd say you let him ride his career out at this point, unless you just know that you yeah. can go get you know, the next hot commodity, and I don't know who that is right now. Yeah, that's the thing. They'd have to find, identify who the, the commodity is, um, and that's, that's very hard as, as schools prove – Carousel after carousel, how hard how hard it is to do that, and they they swing and they miss. Um, you know, just looking at some of his numbers on the year, there he is. He's about a thousand yards short of of where he was last year. Obviously, mm-hmm. game number twelve and a bowl game, eh, maybe on the table. Who knows if he'll play that or not? 
Yeah. He's already got the same number of picks he threw last year in seven. Uh, here's the thing, though. He's got 16 less touchdowns through the air uh, to this point uh, for this year. Again, maybe mm-hmm. a game and a half or one game or two games short mm-hmm. of what he did last year, but just uh, ugly, ugly kind of minor down trajectory to finish your career. And I don't know, man. I don't know what you do if you are North Carolina. Um, and I don't know what the teams are, like you said. Well, I mean, not a ton to talk about here. Amari and Hampton is continues to be that guy, 19 for 178. Give him the rock. Keep giving him the rock. You're going to flint it, flinish, finish on the road against NC State. That's a very high chance of going nine and three. You're three-point favorites on the road. Clemson is also going to finish on the road uh, at South Carolina. You're staring at eight and four which is just crazy to me because I thought your hire of the offense coordinator, his name now escapes me, help me. Garrett Riley. Garrett Riley was really going to turn things around for you, uh, push you back over the hump. That's not been the case. Uh, but nonetheless, I'm just kind of disappointing out of both of those. I think I was really anticipating a Carolina win there um, and 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 just expected the Clemson to kind of Clemson again. But here we go. I'm wrong. Dabo doing what he does. Nonetheless, uh, Carolina goes into Clemson. Clemson gets the win, 31-20. Washington continues to prove why they are a playoff team sitting at 11-0. Went up to Corvallis, which is a really tough place to play. Got a 22-20 win over the Beavers and DJ Ui Agalale, who's proved to be that the whole situation at Clemson was not him. Wild to me. Um, I think this is a really good win for Washington. Oregon State's physical. They're ground and pound. They they want to hit you in the mouth. Uh, they're a bit like Utah. They play scrappy. Um, Jonathan Smith, right? Head coach. Is that his name? It just it's, left me. I think you're correct. I believe it's the name that always appears up on like the 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 gimmicky, you know, credit card, you know, like commercials, whatever. <laughs> John Smith. Um, pretty sure that's him. Surely, surely he's not in Corvallis too much longer. Um, somebody's going to snatch him up. Man, Washington, Michael Penix. Michael Penix didn't have like the greatest of days, 13 for 28, 162. Um, just found ways to win, and that's kind of what you got to do at, at this time of the year, especially going into the playoff. 100%. This is a really tough win, like you just said, with with it being at Oregon State with with their scrappy nature. Uh, they were, I mean, a one and a half point favorite. So they, you know, they they were only barely a home field favorite. But that's 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 the season in a nutshell when you have teams that are somewhat even in the same stratosphere of evenly matched. Um, and I'm I'm wild by Washington just being tough enough to get a win like that. Yeah, uh, doing enough to survive in advance. Phoenix not as not as sharpest day for sure. I still love the guy. I mean, thirteen of twenty eight. 162 and two touchdowns, uh, no picks. That's nice. Uh, I, I love the weapons and, and how they use them. I wonder, if, you know, about Kalen DeBoer, how long he might be in Washington, especially losing a veteran stud like a Michael yeah. Phoenix. But, yeah, I mean, th- these are the things that that help you get statues built, frankly, and, you know, what this season could be. Yeah. Um, yeah, wildly impressed. You're correct. Not all on DJ at all. Uh, you know, I don't think he's – the next Mahomes or anything like that, but he was not the problem in Clemson. Clearly, uh, I think that falls on the head coach 
more than we ever thought it could. But uh, very tough win. Love love the uh, the way they went up there and pulled that one off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Props to Washington on that one, man. Um, again, I do believe that's a that's a that's a big win for them. Um, but the 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 tenure that should be. Uh, that you're talking about with Kalen DeBoer, man, my words are all jacked up today. Uh, with DeBoer, um, I have to imagine that's going to continue because he didn't he turn down some jobs this last offseason. Now you've got Washington moving to the Big Ten. You're going to have more money, more resources. I don't know that I see a move coming there. Yeah, uh, I guess it's just which money talks. You know, is it the money that to stay where you're at with a pretty good, you know, foundation, uh, you know, planted planted there? when you're going to have more resources coming the direction of your school or can the money talk, you know, from a school like a Texas A&M or somewhere like that, that's going to drop another truckload of money. You know, what, which money talks more? I think if there's anyone, you know, it's guys like him, it's guys like Lanny that want to build where they're at for sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I won't, I won't be shocked to see him stay there at all. Here's the thing that gives me some serious concerns for Washington and how they've been playing, you know, since beating Oregon or so. Uh, and it's not been the same every week, but they, they go up 22 to 10 at half and they get shut out in the second half. Now, there's obviously obvious credit there to Oregon State because of how lethal uh, Washington can be and has been all year. But they've done this a couple times now where it's like, we're flirting, we're flirting. Are we going to have disaster, you know, disastrous yeah. loss to, to really, uh, you know, I've said it for a while now, I think they've got to be perfect. If they want the the four spot, unless you know things just clear out for them, but I, I don't love those things. But credit to them for surviving. For sure, I, I also think weather had something to do with this game. With the, was a rainy the, affair. It was yeah, it was it was raining beavers literally. Yeah. Um, and Washington's very pass happy. They love to a bit like well, I'm not going to say pass happy. They love to like step on your throat with the ball in the air. Yeah. Uh, and Oregon State makes a living off ground and pound with Martinez. That that dude's legit. Looking forward to seeing Boy, him play on Sundays. But uh, hey, a little rapid fire um, thing I want to throw at you in, uh, to end this segment and discussion on Washington. Rapid fire, yes or no? Got it. Got three of them. Okay. okay. Ready? Tell me when you're ready. Ready? Ready. Sweet. Can, not will, can, can Washington, can Washington beat Ohio State? Yes. Can Washington beat Michigan? Yes. Can Washington beat Georgia? No. Dang. I think they can. Washington goes into Corvallis, gets a 22-20 win over the Beavs. Boy, I'm going to hate myself for saying this, but Mizzou stands on business. Got another win, 31-33 over the Florida Gators. Don't even know what that means. I don't know what standing well, on business means. You didn't do it right because if you if you did it like Eli, you would have ran away from your desk. Oh my gosh, my gosh! The victories couldn't come to a worse person. I cannot stand this guy. Oh, agreed. He, he's leading a really good ball club, but my gosh, I can't I can't stand this guy. Listen, Mizzou, I think showed you their character in this game against Florida uh, on Saturday night by. By losing the lead late, if I remember this right. Correct. And then turning around, putting a drive together, and then the thicker kicker knocking down a 30-yard <laughs> field goal. I believe they had a pretty big third or fourth down conversion, pretty long. Uh, huge yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 17, 18 yards? I'm getting back to it while you Yeah, um, I mean, just 
man, excellent on their part. Again, I think Mizzou showed you their character, who they are, what they're capable of doing. Uh, don't count them out. Hate to say this as well, but arguably the Tennessee from 2022, this go-around. Missouri? Yes. Arguably, yeah. Uh, they just, you know, they do it in a slightly different way in term in, in kind of like you've said about Washington. You know, Tennessee loved to step on your throat or to flat out pull away with the with the long ball while mixing in plenty of run game. And, you know, they mm-hmm. are just – they're astounding on, on the ground to me because they do so much stretch, so much outside zone. Yeah. And and they have the perfect they, – they execute it to dang near perfection. It's beautiful. It, it, yeah. it is old school. It's beautiful. Sure. Uh, you don't expect to see it from a guy like uh, Cody Schrader. Um, you don't expect Brady Cook to be a guy that is kind of a dog, yeah. uh, frankly. Uh, but he is. Burden is certainly a dog. Uh, and and Burden was who he found on fourth and 17 for 27 yards uh, to pick that up. I can only imagine Billy Napier standing there on the sideline, pulling out little baby hairs out of the side of his head because yeah. uh, that's about all he's got. Um, and, and this, and that being the way, if you're him and you're really winning with recruits, you're, you're, you're really doing more with Graham Mertz than has ever been done. And I think he was knocked out of the game by that point and, and Max Brown was in. And that is the way that you miss bowl eligibility unless you beat Florida State. Yeah. Yeah. Frankly, frankly, that when you talk about the moments that get coaches fired, that could be one of them. You missed bowl eligibility in your second year. You barely made it your first year. They get off to a poor start with the brutal schedule they have in 2024. I mean, yeah. these are the moments. And, and it's not like getting six and six or seven and five is going to, you know, make him be there for five or 10 years. But right. these are the moments that expedite it. Sure. No, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. Uh, Florida's season is going to come down to, to hosting Florida State and Florida State again without Jordan Travis. Uh, you're either staring at five or seven or six and six, but um, I didn't expect for Florida to hang around with Mizzou like the way that they did. I think they showed some some testicular fortitude as well uh, yeah. in that fight because I do think that Mizzou is hands down better than yeah. uh, than, than Florida. But you know, here we are, and they did it with Max Brown coming into. Uh, the game going four for five, 56. I believe he had a long run. He did, yep, set a run of 27 uh, on a keeper. But, man, I and w- what I meant by Mizzou being the 2022 Tennessee Volunteers is that they just kind of come out of nowhere. I okay, mean, you, yeah. you weren't going to tell me in 22 going into the season that we were going to go 10-2. and two. N- Neither one of us predicted that. Nope. Uh, and neither one of us predicted Mizzou to be going 10-2 and two right here either. But they're about to do it. Um, traveling up to Fayetteville, Arkansas. I mean, Mizzou's favored by seven and a half. Um, we'll see what we get out of Sam Pittman in Arkansas, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take Mizzou in that one. Oh yeah. But I, I'll just say this, man. I, I really don't have much else. Props to Mizzou. I mean, good for sure. them. Yeah, no, they, for, they, they're, for they're good. They're good. They are good. Uh, tell you this, man. They they're good, and I, I believe I've talked about it on here. I've talked about it with like everybody I know, but. They're they're set up for success in 2024 because of the schedule that they play, mm-hmm. because they've got Burden and Cook back, uh, and you know I, I presume with how they execute it this year that they can find someone serviceable, yeah, for their run game. Losing Cody Schrader, obviously, uh, but they absolutely had better leverage some recruiting out of this because I believe they're currently sitting 
dead last in the SEC in recruiting. Yeah, yeah. And, and we don't <laughs> we don't talk about recruiting in you know in the smaller picture in the more uh, you know day to day picture. We talk about it as a whole. You got to fix these holes. You got to do X Y Z in recruiting. You, you better not finish dead last. Obviously, signing day is approaching, but sure. you're, you're you're walking into it dead last. And you've got the number one player in the nation committed while doing so. How does that work? I don't you've know. Williams, maybe. when Ari committed, I think he's I think he's moved up to number one. He's a freak. Uh, yeah. But as we, we we do know this, one game, excuse me, one guy can't win you a lot of games. You know, one guy can't sustain eight to ten win seasons and and keep you in your job if you're Eli Drinkwitz. You know, you got to be able to replace Cook eventually. Right. Uh, you've got to replace Schrader next year and. You know, they haven't had a Luther Burden type guy in several years. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, Cam Newton is about the only one that's, you know, who could turn Auburn into what they were in 2010. And Amen. So, yeah, you're, you're, you're spot on. You're spot on. Well, nonetheless, props to Mizzou. Uh, good win for them. Hosting Florida, getting the win, 31-33. All right, that's going to bring us to the end of today's show. Literally could have – could have could have spent hours on this episode. We could have talked about Auburn. We could have talked about Iowa. We could have talked about Caleb Williams. We, I mean, is is Caleb Williams going to be back? Cam Rising. Oh yeah, I want to talk about Cam Rising. Cam Rising is going to be back for his uh, what's that math for his seventh season? Woo! Seventh season. Jeez. I got a question for you. I got a question for you. Right. What do Cam Rising and Trevor Lawrence? Justin Fields and Zach Wilson all have in common. Let's see. It is not the Mormon religion. It's it not is not Mormon. where they went to high school, played their high school ball. Certainly not their recruiting ranking. What is it? Same recruiting class. Cam oh. Rising, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, all the same recruiting class. Cam Rising still go, going strong for the for the Utes, it gets even better. Cam Rising began his career at Texas in Tom Herman's second season. That dude has been in the state of Florida for like a decade now. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> the NCAA has got to get control on some of this stuff. Got to get control on some of this stuff. Something got to give. Uh, give me. I'm gonna give you another uh, rapid fire right here. Yes or no? I do. Has Caleb Williams played his last game in a Trojans jersey? Yes. So he's opting out of the bowl? Oh, I'm sure he will. He's, dude, is so done. He's so done. Yeah. Uh, what a pathetic, pathetic season out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one more, and we'll land it just for funsies. Okay. The Auburn game. Let's talk about this for a second. The Auburn game. 31 to 10? Was that the, wasn't that the score? 31 to 10? And I just started I, th- so. I just started thinking about it and I was like, well, you know what? Like Tennessee fans, we don't have much much room to talk. Like we hosted Georgia State and lost, but we didn't lose like that. What was it? 22 Ballard, to 19 or something like that? It was uh 38 to th- 35 to 32, 38 33. Okay, there you go. So a uh, one score their loss. T- they made their ticket price the final score of that the next game. Is all I remember. That's right. One that's score. right. That's right. And then you've got, you know, like the Michigan App State loss and you've got the UL Monroe Alabama in 2007. I don't think any of those looked like this. Nah, dude. They do that. You you don't give up thirty one points on your way to getting romped like that. Uh, Hugh Freeze loses to New Mexico State for the second year in a row. 
they beat him. They beat the brakes off. Oh, of yeah. Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, that's, that's just wild. I mean, you've got Jeff Brom out here beating some teams twice in a row because you've got a little crossover from Purdue to Louisville. Yeah. You don't, you don't see this type of bad very often. Right. Right, right. Jerry Kill and the New Mexico State Aggies. Jerry Kill, y'all. I, uh, if if you're not a casual, you know the name Jerry Kill. Out here murdering Auburn Tigers. Dude, uh, did you see? It's still up. Last time I checked, it's still up. Uh, Auburn Tigers social media account. Did you see this? I did not. So it, it goes to the sideline. It's before kickoff. The Tigers have taken the field, right? And it goes to, I think his name is Damari Austin, Demark Austin. He's he's one of the halfbacks for Auburn. And he's like, you don't come in here and get out of life. You don't come in here and get out of life. Oh, Take that crap down, Auburn. That's so embarrassing. Oh, God. So embarrassing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's real bad. Uh, real bad. That did, obviously, that did not age well. I'm trying to get a peek real quick to see if that is, uh, that is still up there. And if I am glancing... Uh, it seems to be gone. <laughs> oh, there we go. Much better. Uh, much seems, better to be gone. seems to be gone. Seems to be gone. Well, hey, anything, any any last things you want to throw out there before we close episode 118? Man, I don't think so. We could do a full freaking three hours a day on this week of college football, and there's just not enough time in our lives. So we certainly appreciate however long we've been going. Uh, appreciate you for tuning in because I got nothing else for it right now. For sure. Here's how you can get ready for this coming weekend. You can practice this in your mirror. Go into your mirror and practice the words rivalry week. Rival, rivalry week. See, I already and messed if, it up. If you can find a way somehow to copy and paste it without having to say it, that makes it a lot easier. There you go. We've got big ones on deck. Big ones on deck. We'll be back to talk about it later this week. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, for liking, for subscribing, for telling your friends. Um, and if you're not doing that, you're making me out to be a liar. And do not, you don't you dare put that sin upon me, you, you stupid piece of crap, tree hugging hippie. <laughs> Just go like and subscribe. Okay. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. I'm Dan. He's Mike. God bless. Go balls. GBO. 